President. Could you give us a brief update on your call with European leaders on what's happening in Ukraine today? The only reason I don't like doing this is you never report on why I've called a meeting. And this is really important. I had a very, very, very good meeting, total unanimity with all the European leaders. We'll talk about it later. Thank you. Thank you. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a That was the 46th president of the United States telling Fox News' Peter Ducey, calling him, I'm going to get my bleep button, not that I'm actually going to say it, but for effect, of course, a stupid son of a Yeah, you heard that right. You heard that right. The President of the United States told Peter Ducey for asking a question about a very real problem affecting the American people, inflation, called him a stupid son of a bleep. If Trump would have done the same thing, I don't think he ever swore at reporters. Did Trump... Ever, I'm, I'm making sure, swear at reporters. On public events, he has. But he has not swore at reporters. But if President Trump would have done this, and I'm, I, I'm paraphrasing um, the Truth Gazette, uh, Brylan Hollyhand over there, because he, he tweeted this and it, was, it fit my thoughts perfectly. Let me find this here so I so I don't misquote him. If Trump did this, articles of impeachment would be written up and voted on before lunch tomorrow. If you're ever working when I say this, if you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. So that was the last year clip from Town Hall. Would you consider that, would you consider Peter Ducey a, a, a colleague? They work together. They should work together for the American people. One informing, one actually doing something. So, that's my thought. It is, if, if, when President Trump was a little more aggressive towards the media, combating their fake news, <laughs> combating their their attacks on him and their attacks on his supporters, he is considered anti-American democracy. He's anti-free press. He's anti this and that, because President Trump was anti-everything when he was in office, of course. But as soon as Joe Biden does the exact, the exact same thing. Crickets. I think I think I have a crickets button on here. Nope. Maybe not. There it is. 
That's what you hear out of corporate media. Crickets. Because it doesn't fit their narrative. If they're afraid of Donald Trump attacking their reporters, they'll they'll speak out against it any day. But as soon as, as soon as Joe Biden does the exact same thing. Crickets. Let's see how Daily Wire summarized this in their article about it. Um, Many people pointed out that when Biden told his staffers on the first day of office, I was joking when I say this, I already played that clip. Uh, John Cardello said it was anger and lashing out are telltale signs of dementia. Kelly Paul, the wife of Rand Paul, inflation is affecting every single American and the president curses and personally insults a reporter for daring to ask about it. Romney Jackson said if inflation is hurting you or your family, Joe Biden thinks you're a stupid SOB and he wouldn't hesitate to call you that to your face. Working families are crushed by this White House and their solution is to curse out anyone who questions them. Totally out of control. The report is laughing about Biden calling him a son of a Reporters at the other networks, if it happened to them, would be screaming about threats to democracy and how he is a reporter and the First Amendment is under attack. Be like Peter Ducey, not Jim Acosta. And supposedly the adults are back in the room. Give me a break. Joe Biden calling anyone stupid is rich. Biden's an idiot, a terrible person, and the worst. Okay, that's pretty aggressive. And the worst president we've ever had. Loving the return to civility. That was from... Rita Panici, I think is how you pronounce that. Biden is not mentally or morally fit to be president, according to JLP Jesse Lee Peterson. If you are an American, this is Jake Schneider from the GOP Rapid Response. If you are American and you are concerned with a historic inflation crisis, Biden thinks you are a stupid son of a blank. Biden is not a nice old grandpa. He never has been. And this is a this is a great article. It's pretty hilarious, to be honest. But just think, if President Trump did the exact same thing, the exact same thing, articles of impeachment would be filed before lunch today. And this is this is Verily, very concerning. Jen Psaki won't say if white if the White House believes parents know what's best for their kids. Jen Psaki refused to answer whether the White House and her boss, President Biden, believe that parents know what is best for children when it comes to their health, specifically as it relates to wearing masks all day as part of COVID nineteen precautions. Peter Ducey posed the question. Posed the question. Peter Ducey is the only. True reporter in the White House press room, by the way. Just want to point that out. As well as several follow-ups. Trying to summarize exactly what the White House was trying to say about parental rights, but the best Saki would say is that adults across America should trust the public health officials and that some who oppose mask mandates are doing so for the sake of politics. She won't say if she thinks the White House knows better than parents. She's a parent, I believe. And if she did that, if she said that she believed the White House knows better than parents, then she would be a hypocrite because she is a parent. 
Seven school districts announced Monday morning they would be suing Governor Youngkin over an executive order that required all public K-12 schools to allow parents to decide whether their children had to wear a mask while in the classroom. Ducey asks, so who does the president think knows best for students, school board members, or parents? Saki did not answer the question, but instead regurgitated that Biden and his team firmly advised trusting the experts and that they know what is best for everyone at school and elsewhere. They know the best. They, they know what's for the best of you. Or they, they know what's best for you. Trust the experts. They've never been wrong. Saki said it's been up to local school districts to determine how they're going to approach what implementation measures they're going to put in place. But here's what we know from the public health officials who are the experts on a pandemic. The Virginia resident and mother of school aid child continued. Studies show that masks reduce transmission in schools. They are a proven tool to help students and teachers uh, safe from keep stu- students and teachers safe from COVID, and they can thus lead help lead help keep I'm sorry schools open and safe. In short, we know it works, and we need every leader to focus on using the tactics we know to work. We know work to keep our students and our students safe and keep our schools open. I cannot read today. No. Masks, the vaccine, do not stop you from getting or spreading COVID. They don't. It's a blatant fact. They do not. And I I wish that COVID would be stopped by now. I wish that we would have never reacted the way we did because obviously it didn't help. But what I do know is that if a parent doesn't want their child wearing a mask, they should not be required to wear that mask. That's my thoughts on on this whole mask debacle. And I'm honestly shocked with how tough Peter Ducey has been. With Jen Psaki. I'm honestly shocked that she hasn't called him a stupid SOB too because he disagrees with her. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. Follow me on Gab at GOP Josh. Call into the show, gopjosh.com slash show. Click the message button. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. The first half, we talked a lot about the White House. And I'm proud to tell you that there are no White House dedicated articles in the second half of the show today. That requires some applause because I'm tired of this White House. I'm tired of having to talk about them every single day. But when you have such a newsworthy White House, what else are you supposed to do? The Supreme Court, this is from Breitbart, to rule on racial preferences in college admissions. The Supreme Court will decide whether colleges can use racial preferences when deciding which students to admit for both public and private schools, considering a half century of legal precedent in a fair case that justices will hear this fall. 
One case involves the University of North Carolina that school considers race a factor in admissions, giving a boost to black, Hispanic, and Native American applicants. But at UNC denies any additional benefits to racial minorities like Asians, which are much which are a much smaller percentage of the population than the few two favored minorities. The Equal Protections Clause of the 14th Amendment to U.S. Constitution states forbids state and local governments from discriminating on the base of race. But it's in the 1978 Bakke case, the Supreme Court held that schools did not violate the 14th Amendment by using racial preferences, called affirmative action, unless it was so blatant that it amounts to quotas, such as policy setting that a certain percentage of student spots would be given exclusively to a particular racial, racial group. I don't know if the particular racial group is part of it, but affirmative action inherently is racist. If, if you can only get a job or only get a is actually a position in a university because of your race. Someone who is Asian, and I, I don't like using racial terms, could poll 20, or not poll, but could, could score a certain percentage higher than any person of a, of a different race, but be denied it because they are Asian. Same with white students. And that is not fair to these younger students of different races who want a chance in life. I, If I go to college, there's a certain college I'd like to go to. I'm not going to say it on the show. But there's a certain college I would like to go to. And if I was denied entry because of my race, that would be considered racist. And only giving the spots to certain students because of their race, race, is also racist. It's the, it's the same thing. Not serving someone at a restaurant because of their race is racist. Not allowing someone into your college because of their race is racist. It's the same thing, with different. It seems like different standards, so to speak. And so I, I applaud the Supreme Court. I hope that Trump's Supreme Court will will do something for this racist practice. I think Judge uh, Judge Thomas, John, Justice Thomas, will rule against affirmative action, but he's obviously not a Trump appointee. We'll have to see here. That ruling will come in the coming months, probably before the end of the term, I would guess. I'm not really sure. But who knows? I I am. Really not sure, but I'm, I'm proud of the Supreme Court for deciding to take this up. And here is some decent news for the Republican Party. Democrats are worried Kirsten Cinema will end up hurting Mark Kelly's 2022 re-election chances. Arizona Democrats are increasingly alarmed that the drama surrounding Kirsten Cinema will make it harder for her counterpart to win re-election in November. Uh, Mark Kelly is her counterpart. It is an unintended side effect stemming from the intra-party outrage that Cinema kicked up after her decision last week to block a major voting rights bill that sits atop Joe Biden's legislative agenda. Cinema is in the talk of Grand St. Canyon politics when Democrats would much, very much would rather the focus be on Kelly, a former astronaut running in, t- in a tough 2022 midterm cycle where Republicans need to pick up just one Senate seat to win back the majority. I do think that Kirsten Cinema is making it significantly harder, more difficult for Mark Kelly to be reelected. Said one Arizona Democratic Party official who requested anonymity. I don't know if that's a proper word to speak bluntly about the race. 
This is not what we wanted to talk about right now. It is like a vacuum that is taken away from the focus that needs to be on Mark Kelly. Instead, we're fighting against ourselves. Um, he's the husband of Gabrielle Giffords, the former Arizona congresswoman who, woman who was shot outside of a grocery store in her district in 2011. He beat the Republican incumbents to serve out the final two years of John McCain's term and is now running it for a full six years to Washington. To do that in Arizona, he would have to win over independents and moderate Republicans. Kelly is miles ahead of his potential Republican challengers in fundraising. But the Cook Political Reports rates the Arizona 2022 Senate race as a toss-up, meaning the political winds could blow either way in November. That is why Democrats would, much ver- would very much prefer the main story out of Arizona to be about the contra- contrast between themselves and Republicans. Instead, intra-party friction within the Democratic Party is soaring after state officials took the unusual step of censuring Cinema on Saturday for voting against a change to the Senate's filibuster rules and effectively blocking a bill her party says is in- essential to protecting democracy and the 2022's election integrity. Okay, that, that's a funny part right there. The, the 2022 elections integrity. We talked about polls here on the show that showed Republicans severely ahead. Not severely, but, but decently ahead in 2022 generic ballots by like three points. Two polls that have basically the same numbers. They're hearing this now. They're, they're getting the same reaction out of it that the Republicans are, just not on the positive side. They are seeing this and they're afraid and that's a good thing but it's not good when they only stand up for election integrity when they lose or when they are planning on losing or when when they are accounting for if they were to lose protecting democracy in the 2022 elections integrity I have supported voter ID since 2017, 2016. For basically as long as I've been in politics, it's made sense to me that you have to have some sort of identification in order to vote. You have to be able to tell yourself who you are or tell a person who you are if you want to vote. Think about it. It's not racist to ask for vaccine identification to go into restaurants, to go into stores, to live your life. But the second you need a driver's license, a photo ID, to prove that that is who you are so you can vote, racist alert, you are a criminal, you need to be arrested, uh, the, what, what are they called? The what's the media matters will be attacking you. The anti-defamation league will be coming after you. You are a criminal racist because you want to make sure that people know you know who people are before they vote. And the the election officials know who people are before they vote. That's just sad. It's just it's truly sad. But but if you don't if your candidate loses or wins in the presidential election. And then polls show that he's not very popular and you have a bad chance in 2022. Then, then we're going to stand up for election integrity, y'all. Then we're going to make sure that the election will not be able to be stolen besides the fact that their laws will make sure it is stolen. But, but, but election integrity, Democrats are going to win. But election integrity, because Democrats are going to win if this law passes. Blake 
Masters. Arizona, look them up. That's going to be a tough race. I say instead of donating to D60 candidates, and I, I watched a stream last night, and that's why I'm talking about D60 candidates, but instead of donating to D60 candidates on the Republican side, donate to Blake Masters. Donate to Senate candidates in Georgia and Ohio. These these swing states where we can truly get a conservative person in there with your support, with, with the support of the people, with the backing of America first. So 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 donate to candidates who have a chance, not candidates who are there to literally just take the focus away from other races. I will be if I if I do political donations this year, which I'm honestly kind of upset with the establishment Republicans, I may not. If I have the disposable income to do political donations, I'll probably donate to Blake Masters. I'll donate to a certain Republican in Ohio, I'm not going to say, if I get the chance before the primary, which is literally 99 days away. If I'm going to endorse that in that race, I need to endorse soon. Try to get a candidate on. He has not yet responded to my direct messages. So if you are a candidate for Ohio Senate and you follow me on Twitter, check your direct messages. My name is JP Josh. This has been the Conservative Crusader. Thank you for tuning in today. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.